Welcome to On the Table. I'm Dorothy, and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call in number is 646 595 4784. If you want to call in with a question or a prayer request, press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is on the table VC at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's see what's on the table tonight. show our debut program. I'm going to introduce everyone first. We have Pam from the UK who does Thought for Today podcast. Hi Pam, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Hello everybody. And we have my good friend Ronnie. Hi everyone. And Roz, of course. Good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. And Darnette is here. Hi, Darnette. Hello. Hello. How are you doing tonight, Darnette? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm mainly listening in tonight. Okay. If you want to say anything, just pipe in. Okay. Okay, Thank Roz. You. You're welcome. Roz, can you say an opening prayer? Sure. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gathering, Lord. We ask that you guide us and lead us in the direction that you want us to go and that the words that come out of our mouths are not of our own, but of yours, of your thoughts and what you want us to say. Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we, we thank you for this moment that we have because we don't know how long we have to freely speak, Father. And we just ask that you guide us and lead us in the direction that you want us to go, Father. I ask all these things, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Roz. Okay, so the first topic we want to address tonight is, is it appropriate for us as Christians to pray for people to die? like the hooligans in 
high political offices that are acting so wickedly. And the ISIS fighters. So, Ronnie, I'm going to ask you to start on that because you and I have discussed this for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And we yeah, have this is something. Been, that, oh, sorry. That's okay. It's it's something that has been really bothering us because we have been in prayer groups that are calling for people to die, and we have heard other teachers pray for people to die, and it just really breathed our spirits. So Ronnie has looked up a lot of scriptures and she's going to tell us the reasons why we shouldn't be doing this. Go ahead, Ronnie. Okay. Um, There are quite a few Christians um, and prayer groups that I've been involved with where they they do pray. Mostly it's for ISIS members to die. And while I understand, I do understand the emotion behind that because we know that they're they're barbaric um, and they're demons that are are just ravaging through the land and killing Christians. And <clears throat> we, I understand the pain behind the prayer on that, but I also understand that Jesus exhorts us to pray for our enemies. Jesus didn't tell us to love our neighbors and hate our enemies, but to love both. So um, I'll just say that Matthew 544 says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And I wanted to just draw out there that that doesn't mean love your enemy, someone that steps on your toes in church. God knew full well that there would be ISIS in the last days. These are the things that we're supposed to pray for. Um, I think foremost pray for their conversion. I think that's the number one. Absolutely. The number one uh, thing that we should be praying for for our enemies. For ISIS, whether it be a political figure that we disagree with or someone more horrible like ISIS, I do think that we should be praying for their conversion. And then I think we should be praying that the evil be restrained. Um, I, um, I think that praying for others to die is, is akin to witchcraft. And I don't think that God would answer wicked prayers of curses and death upon others. In Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9, it's, uh, the Bible tells us, When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I, I will require at thine hand. So I really believe that that scripture seems to imply that if these prayers would be answered and they wouldn't be by the holy God that we serve. But if they were, we would be blood guilty. Uh, The blood of those unfortunate who will spend eternity in hell um, separated um, from God. And I I cannot, I, I just can't go along with those types of prayers, Dorothy. I just cannot. So... Uh, there's an example, actually, there is a good example in the Bible where uh, 
the people didn't accept Jesus, and his disciples were ready to call down fire upon them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, anger and pride manifested in these disciples instead of the love that Jesus had been trying to teach them. And Jesus uh, wanted to know what spirit. Um, he, he, he rebuked them, and he said, you, not, you know not what manner of spirit you, you are of. So it does show that there is a spirit behind that type of prayer that we don't need to be taking upon ourselves. Um, and opening that door, <clears throat> and I guess I'll let someone else talk because I could go on for this a long time about how much I, I, I strongly disagree. So, so Pam, I totally agree. I think she's covered everything I would have said. <laughs> um, yeah. Because we're not—I mean, the, the scriptures are plain. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities and wicked spirits in high places. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. what's behind them. Um, I mean, anything that's happening today, I mean, we've, uh, as you know, uh, what happened in Manchester uh, the other day, um, which is about 40 miles from me, uh, this this is not new. It's been happening right from the beginning, and we know who's behind it. And mm-hmm. uh, these people are deceived, um, yes. and we have to we have to pray that God will open their eyes. And we're already hearing about former ISIS members, former Muslims, and the Lord's appearing to him worldwide in Iraq, Iran, and them places. And uh, I mean, God's doing a mighty thing among them. So to pray for the death is wrong. You, to be honest, you know better than they are, and. You, you yes. pray for their salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus didn't come to destroy man. He came to save us. Absolutely. So, um, you might he want knew. to wish it on them, but it's not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he loves the wicked as much as he loves us. He just hates Amen. man. And, yeah. and that's how I think that we should approach things, too. Um, yeah. So he, Jesus came to die for our sins and to show us the love of our Father. So <clears throat> I feel that's how we should, mm-hmm. if we want to walk in Jesus' footsteps, that's what we should be doing yeah. too. Yeah, he died for all mankind. You know, it doesn't matter what background it is, does it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a very confused person who prays that way. I I, I think that it's a very confused person. I think... Um, Gosh, there's so many different reasons why they would pray that way, but um, maybe they don't understand oh, what it, Jesus meant when he said, love your enemies. Yeah. I think it comes from from our humanness. You know, we want to stop them from behaving badly. So, Well, mm. unforgiveness would be another reason. Yeah. Yeah, and lack of knowledge. Because the word says my yes. people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. Yes, yes. So they're not yes, getting into the scriptures for themselves and seeking it out. I totally. Ron, do you have anything to add? Well, <clears throat> I think that a lot of people, you know, when stuff like this happens, a lot of a lot of folks, their emotions you know, get to them. I mean, you know, it's a loss of life. 
And, yeah. you know, the, one of the things, you know, they want to do is, is get angry themselves. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a human emotion, you know, when you, mm-hmm. when you're attacked, you know, you just want to, you know, the last thing that is on your mind is to pray <laughs> for, for these things. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think that that's part, part of our country's issue is, they're so patriotic. They're so they 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 put our country first. But what they don't understand is that we're only ambassadors here. We're we're here for a short period of time. You know, we're mm-hmm. here to plant a seed and then we go home. You know, and it's not about um, you know America you know, is great and or 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 you know wherever you know everyone else is from. It, it's not about that place or anything like that. And and it takes the focus off of the fact that we need to pray for them. You know, we need to ask that, that the spirit is bound and that they're, they're saved, you know, and that the enemy doesn't get the best of them because he's just there like a leech to start to take out their life and then move on to the next host. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I think that, you know, I think it's great that you support your country. I think it's great, you know, to do all those things, but, you know, this isn't our permanent place to live. And, um, you know, I think that people just really need to understand and realize that it's 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 more than that. There's more behind it. You have to get down on your knees. You have to pray for all these folks so that they can get, you know, receive their salvation and um, that the enemy is bound from all this, you know, just, just away from these people. And, you know, in the end, I mean, he... he, he he gets punished, but it's just that you can't lose focus. That's what I'm trying to say. You, you can't lose yeah. focus on on the point. And, you know, it's great that you hear all these patriotic songs and it's all, you know, hyped up and everything else, but there's more to it mm-hmm. um, than just that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, so, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, in the natural, I don't think this precludes self-defense in the natural. I think self-defense no, is zero. Yeah. But in the spiritual, definitely, the first reaction should be to pray for their salvation. That's but it, I, I bet you anything, Doris, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's the thing. If we saw in the, in the spiritual then we would definitely be on our knees probably every second of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people don't think that, you know, because we're here in the physical, we see what's happening all around us, that they're, you know, the, you don't see the repercussion further than that. Um, you have to want to seek him. You have to want to gain knowledge. And when I first started, you know, doing stuff, and, and Dorothy's been there, you know, with my shows just, learning and, and just doors kept opening and opening and opening. You have to want to. There's just so much deception and, and people just turning the other way, you know, they're, they're not they're not wanting to see the whole picture. They just want their backyard to be happy and in this class bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You know, it, it made me think, it made me think if we used the Bible, um, of course, if we read back in, in the Bible, the Jews, the Jews were, the Jews had a really bad time of it. I mean, they were persecuted. Um, um, you know, um, um, oh gosh, what am I trying to say here? Like from their slavery in Israel to 
Egypt, to the Roman Empire, and they were always being persecuted, but Jesus told them. So this is much the same as ISIS in, in my mm-hmm. eyes. So um, Jesus told them to, you know, he came um, and told us to love our enemies. And that was, I believe, a command from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the law of love is the law we're under now um, because he fulfilled the law. But I do think we're under the law of love. And I I think that that's just sometimes, our, like you're saying, our, our, flesh, our fleshly nature gets in, in front of it. But I've been to so many prayer, prayer groups that pray for people to die that I can't come into agreement with that type of prayer. I don't want to be judged. Um, on that kind of prayer, so I would like, I would, I, I would hope that people find different ways of praying, um, and, and that might be they lack spiritual worker skills, um, because there's so many ways to pray against the outcome of our enemies besides trying to curse death upon them. So we have a, a spiritual authority. I think is the word I'm looking for to battle demons working through a person without ever hurting them physically. And I guess I'll just end by saying I think that's our goal, that we should get the wicked saved and, and not die and go to hell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amen. Wouldn't it be nice if we could be totally like Jesus and like he said on prayed on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I think that's to our do goal. That, you have, to do that, you have to die to yourself. Yes. Which means, you know, your understanding, your way of seeing things, your attitudes, your wants, your needs, your desires, thoughts, your understanding, you, it, it, all that's got to go. And that is not well, easy. I agree with that. No, that's not easy. I know that. It so. takes time. <laughs> I think that's why the, the scripture says that we've got to come to the Lord as little children. You know, um, little children don't have preconceived ideas. They just, just, just follow the Lord. Yes, yes. We're supposed to have the hearts of the children. I, I, I just want to say, too, the Lord had mercy on Paul, on Saul, in all of Amen. his wickedness. Um, he, he could be compared to ISIS because he was killing Christians. Yeah. So uh, God had another plan for him, and God had mercy on him. Um, and I think we that that's quite, a really good example right there. Yeah, we see quite a few actually on uh, on on YouTube that's uh, that that's uh, preaching now that used to be um, uh, radicals, and uh, that when they're sharing their testimony, I think that's an absolutely wonderful thing, you know, and it should encourage us if if yes. Christians were yes. half as zealous. 
as the radicals were, wouldn't be having these problems. But it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, we tend, you know, Christians tend to look down on, 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 on the Jewish people or the Hebrews, whichever way you want to look at it, for their fall, falling down and after seeing all them things that God did for them. And, you know, if we'd have been there, we wouldn't have been like that. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. No matter what God, no matter what God did for them, they fell backwards and they got things wrong. Of course, mm-hmm. you would because the human, just the same as we are. But um, you know, we 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 it's we've got to keep an eye on the Lord, and we've just got to keep following Him. I'm going somewhere else with that, but then it just disappeared in in the middle of me. <laughs> <laughs> thinking <laughs> I'll have to save it for thought for today <laughs> alright are we done with that topic I think so <laughs> I think so I think that we show the heart of the Lord yeah he, he's forgiving and Amen. he doesn't want anyone to die and go to hell. He wants all to be saved. So that should be what we want to. That's what we should strive for. And learn how to pray against um, the evil and not against the person. Yeah, amen. It said God, Mm -hmm. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. No pleasure. No. No. It's just sad because it's, it's, it's life. All right, we can move on to topic number two about our children, and we probably will not finish with this topic tonight because there's so many different aspects to yeah. it, but we might as well start taking a little bite out of it. Now, our our sister Karen sent a write-up in on on this topic, and I'm going to try and read that. Hopefully the cough syrup will keep working. Um, Why are our children being targeted? And her answer is, children are very precious to God, and Satan knows this. Satan uses people whether they know they are being used or not. Satan doesn't care as long as he has a vessel to use and influence and work through. By using the lustful sin nature of mankind, greed for things of the world and or power from Satan's minions of evil spirit beings, the flesh, the world, and the devil, Satan will use these avenues to work through evildoers to accomplish his satanic will and use these avenues to work through evildoers to accomplish his satanic will on earth by hurting, defiling, and or killing the children as early as possible Satan accomplishes much, such as follows. One, Satan cannot overthrow God and or personally attack God. So he attacks God's creation, specifically God's children. Satan intentionally destroys the children, body, soul, and spirit, by doing evil things to them and stealing their innocence and many times their lives. This causes God great sorrow, and it also causes God to be righteously angry. Also, by destroying the children, Satan has warped, 
twisted, perverted, and damaged the next generation. He would like to kill all humanity to thwart the further prophecies in the Bible. This way, Satan can accuse God that God can't and doesn't keep his promises, and thus, in Satan's mind, prevent eternity in the lake of fire. There are a lot of variables here at work. Also, by perverting the children, then the society changes and becomes more evil. This is what happened to Israel in the Old Testament. Each generation became more evil in the sight of God than their father's generation. This will ultimately climax a new world full of witchcraft, idolatry, evil, etc., on a worldwide scale. The man of sin, the Antichrist, will come when the world's cup of iniquity overflows like in Noah's time. These children will grow up to be foot soldiers for the Antichrist. The whole world will be totally, openly wicked, beyond your imagination. Just look at the books the children are encouraged to read, the music they listen to, the movies and DVDs and television programs they watch, the food they eat and drink, the medicine, such as vaccinations they are forced by law to receive that destroys their bodies. Remember that only those written in the last book of life will not take the mark of the beast. This is so close to happening, the mark. The main church is Laodicean, but God has his remnant of believers, the real church, the body of Christ Jesus. God will work through his people and will come back and completely destroy the Antichrist and his worldwide network of evil. Only our Lord Jesus Christ can do this. God is our only hope. Now, before we get into the solutions, let's discuss the different things that are going on with our children nowadays. Oh, my goodness. I know um, through the the school system, we've got Islam Mm -hmm. being taught. We've got uh, the strange idea that it's only your emotions, how you feel about something that is important. You know, food, food. Facts and truths don't matter, just how you feel about it. It's like, if you're upset because the sky is blue, maybe we can change it to pink just to make you feel better, you know? Um, And other things. Does anyone else have anything to add to that? Well, I'll I'll add to that. I I think our children are being assaulted on so many different levels and so hard that um, well, I, it's just, I, I don't even have words to describe how, how sorry I feel for the children that are growing up in this world today. And, and this, let's just start with the school system, like you were talking about, Dorothy, the school system. They've taken God out of the church, out of the out of the school, you know, of course, we all know this, the, the prayer's been gone for years, the Ten Commandments have been gone for years, yet they'll teach about Allah. They just won't teach about our God, uh, the creator of the universe. They will not teach about Jesus, but they'll teach about Allah. They'll teach uh, the satanic churches want to bring in after-school programs, and the schools will permit them as long as enough people sign up for them. So we can do all of these things. Um, they, they teach them, well, they teach them about 
sex and homosexuality at a young age. At, at a very young age, they read stories to them like my mommy is a boy or, you know, sometimes the spoon runs away with the spoon. And that just, it really makes me so angry um, that they are trying to indoctrinate our children at such a young age, that, that they're indoctrinating our children to grow up into these evil life, lifestyles that will cause, uh, well, that will cause them um, a lot of grief, I feel, in the future. So... I think I read a an article this past week. A, a public library comes in once a month. I know it was in San Francisco. I believe there's one in Brooklyn, too. And a drag queen um, comes in once a month and reads to the children. Good grief, you know. What kind of parent wants their child sitting with a man in earrings and high heels that's mentally ill? and learning these ungodly teachings. Um, we really need to start taking um, hold of some of these things. You know, as a, as a parent and as Christian parents, I, I just feel like we can't stand down and just keep letting these things happen. We, I feel like they, more needs to be done. More needs to be done. Um, I know we're living in the times that we're living in, but we need to protect our kids. And I think, yeah, I think all these, like, especially gender identity confusion, um, mm-hmm. starts opening spiritual doors. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the enemy is such a legalist. So, you know, if he has mm-hmm. an open door, he's going to go through it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the after-school satanic programs, you know, they give them coloring books. Uh, they can color the baphomet. They teach them witchcraft. Um, you know, it's it all opens doors. It all opens doors. So uh, our kids get bombarded on TV with the programs that they're they're programming on TV for young children nowadays and in music and in every walk of life. And then you've got the Hollywood movies and the and the books. Mm-hmm. With um Yeah. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I've got a grandson that <laughs> absolutely adores that. And uh, uh, you see, they don't know. I mean, is is I, I don't know which portion of the artistic spectrum he's on, but he he's one of these that he speaks his mind. He will speak what everybody else is thinking. It you know it might be inappropriate to everyone else, but he just comes out with it. And uh, so he doesn't think twice about what he's doing. He, he believes it. He just says it. And uh, he'd been he'd got a a wand, and uh, it came. It came up to me, and and he waved it at me, and it, it repeated some of the words of a spell. And I says, "I reject that in the name of Jesus. Don't you curse me." 
don't ever say that anything like that again. But you see, you have to be very careful how you tell them because they don't understand. Um, and it's such a sad thing. It really, it really upset me to see them. You know, and you, you can't explain to them properly what, on a level that they understand that it's not right. How old because is she? they don't see it wrong. Um, it's coming up to a, it's coming up to eleven now. Um, okay. And uh, is is uh, I don't see them that often because they don't live near me. Um, you know, but it's, it's improved a lot from from uh, you know when when he did that. So I don't get a chance to actually talk to him. But there's there's four boys, uh, five actually, five boys in in the family of grandsons. Oh, that have got one one part or another of the autistic spectrum, and I'm convinced that's which due to the MMR vaccine, which is another way the enemy gets after the kids. Yes, yes, yes. Well, because I I just posted a a scripture. I just posted a scripture. It says, "Train up a child in the way he should go." And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, Satan knows that scripture too. Because Absolutely. if you can get them young, then you can train them up. And Absolutely. I, I, you know, I actually did read a, a, uh, a, it was an old Huffington Post, but it was in the Huffington Post where a gay activist, um, their, the name is S. Bear Bergman. He identifies as a transgender man, um, and he says our goal is to indoctrinate children into the LGBTQ yeah. agenda. So they used to use um, like soft talk and say that they're they're just trying to, um, you know, um, providing an alternate viewpoint. I, and um, they would. But but he came out and said, I'm tired of living the lie. They we're trying to indoctrinate children into our lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and it also strikes me when they teach these things to our, our children in schools, they don't tell them the health risks involved in some of the same sex um, sexual behaviors. Um, they don't learn about they don't tell them about extremely high risk of STDs. Um, mental illness, well, mental disorders such as depression, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the shortened lifespans of those who engage in the gay lifestyle. I think I read that gay men have a 20-year shorter lifespan than a heterosexual man. Yeah. So it's gone up in heterosexual relationships as well in teenagers. So. So they don't give them the full story. They just uh, no. they they really just care that they indoctrinate um, the kids into this very wicked lifestyle. Um, it, and it's not just I'm not just talking about being homosexual. Um, they indoctrinate well, like the satanic after school program or Darwinism or. Um, um, Gosh, there's so many different things. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm getting nervous a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think that we really need to be diligent with our kids and 
and yeah. watchful and watch what they what they're reading, what they're bringing home if if you can yeah. homeschool yeah. your kids, that would be a great answer. Yeah. So I think it, a lot of times, it, because it says train your child, that, that responsibility is on us. And mm-hmm. that responsibility were on our parents and, and their parents before them. And the responsibility of the church. Because at one time, everybody mm-hmm. used to go to church. Yeah, and I agree. They've been you. let down. But, I mean, you can't blame the church entirely. Uh, for letting people down because the, the, it's the responsibility of a parent. I mean, a child is a gift from God, and you can't you can't blame a church. But then again, a church who has influence over a community, say, um, is supposed to teach the whole word, word of God, mm-hmm. and the church has, has has changed to a social gathering. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. please from fuel filler, pocket filler. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been kicked out and asked to leave several times because I stood up and spoke. And I used to cry. And the lad said to me, don't worry about it. In car park, I'll never forget it. And he, when I finished crying, he says, don't worry about it. He says, they did the same to me. I've been trying to get in there for years. You know, and it cheered me up because I, I can't sit by and and see the problem and not speak up about it because people's lives from children to adults are at stake. Their souls are at stake. Yeah. And you can't play about. You can't play about when it comes to children. I know plenty of of, of people in the gay community that I've come across in the area where I am. And I've spoken to them. I've had solicitors' letters because I've spoken to them. But I've prayed about it and asked for another opportunity to speak to him. And, I, and I've said to him, look, um, I said, you know that if, let me put it this way. I said, if I saw a storm coming, a tornado heading our way, and I moved away, I got out before it came and didn't warn you, you'd think I were right, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. And I said, well, I'm warning you now there's a tornado coming. And that's why I'm telling you what, what the Lord told me to give you, which were in Leviticus. You know, and I says, all I did was pass that message on. I says, the choice is yours now. And and I, I feel well, sorry for him, yeah. but if that's what, what they choose, that's what they choose. But we we have to speak out for the children. Yeah. There, there, I... I I went to the Bible to find for today to find what God says about teaching our children. And um, I wrote down three different things. I wrote down um, that a very good way for us to teach our children is by example. And being a good role model is important when raising our children. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post, I'm going to post these scriptures, Dorothy. They'll post. All of them will post. Um, they won't all post at the same time, so I'll wait. Um, but then I wrote down um, that discipline. Discipline's a very important tool when raising your kids. If you don't discipline your kids and teach them right from wrong, then I think that we, we raise them to be rebellious. 
and we yeah. and have no respect at all for right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So disciplining and tra- training children is more easily taught when they're young and, and start them up yeah. young. Yeah. Um, so, and then the third thing that I wrote down from the Bible was to teach your children from a young age about God and the Bible. And mm-hmm. that is all-encompassing. I mean, when you get yeah. up in the morning, you're praying with your kids, you're talking to them about the Lord, you're giving thanks at no times. And you praise mm-hmm. and you thank the Lord in front of your children. You read in the Bible, you tell them the Bible stories and talk to them about the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Amen. And Deuteronomy 11:19 says, And you shall teach them, your children, Speaking of them, when thou settest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou layest down, and when thou risest up. And that's just what I was explaining, is that that's how we should be approaching our kids and how we should raise our kids because we're the number one defense they have. Yeah. I used to to read the Bible to mine. Yes. Uh, last thing at night, I used to sit on, on top of the stairs with the bedroom doors open and I would read them the story and I, I, I would always stop it um, at, at, at a, a cliffhanger. And I said, right, we'll read next tomorrow. Oh, no, 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 we want to see what happens. <laughs> so they got, used to, <laughs> they got used to that. I mean, they're all grown up now, but uh, they got used to that. But, you know, they've not forgotten them. And oh. and they could tell you stories now of what God's done for them. Uh, I oh. mean, I'm not well, saying that they. I'm not saying that you know that they're, they're on they're on the same par as me. But they'll. My daughter said to her husband, "Don't ever make me choose between you and God because she'll lose." My son just refuses to let go. And my other son, well, he's had his own experiences, you know, uh, including an out of the body one when he had a spinal op. But they know, they know God is real and they've seen what God can do because he's done quite a few miracles in our life and we've seen it. And they've grown up with it. And that you can't, you can't put a price on that. You cannot. No, you can't. Amen. That does stay with them all the days of their lives. Yeah. I think one of the main things we can teach our kids is not just that we should avoid sin, but how to stay away from it, how to resist it. You know, let them see you praying over an issue that you're dealing with, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, as bad as the the homosexual is, it's it's just the behavior that is the sin, Mm -hmm. not the person that is the sin. Not the person. We, yes, I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we all stumble and fall. So let our children hear us say, oh, Father, I am so sorry I did that. I know it's wrong because you said it was wrong, and I know it's bad for me. So, you know, just expose them to your walk. I know mm-hmm. for me it's a knee-jerk reaction to keep all that stuff private. But I think it's better for the kids if you can get to the point where you can share that with them because – what yeah. they see you do, they'll try and do. Right, right, mm. right. Which is to lead by example. That I was. That's mm-hmm. that's such a good one. I think. 
Yeah. Because we we are human. We 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 do make mistakes. We do sin. We we have to ask God to forgive us. And you're right. Our children are watching our behaviors. So we're good examples. We can teach them a lot. Yeah. I know you have something to, to say, Rod. <laughs> I'm just letting everyone else talk. I've, I've talked a lot. I well, you know, Dorothy. I, I've you know my um, you know how I've I've brought um, my son up, and um, you know I've, I've I've been talking to him about uh, you know things that um, normal everyday people probably wouldn't. Um, what to be aware of, what to do in a situation like this. Um, you know what to say. Um, you know I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm very blessed that he is the way he is. Even through all of what we've gone through, um, he's he uh, loves the Lord. He loves him very much. And um, even through this, this he just turned 13 in November. So you know he's going through the whole teenage thing right now. And um, you know he he does what I ask, and you know, and I've had to pray long and long and long and hard uh, before he even got to this age, you know, for no, Father amen. to lead him right um, in the right direction. And it's it's a continuous thing. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. But what I wanted to say was when when you guys were talking about, um, you know homosexuality and stuff like that, the church has totally uh, abandoned them. You know, they walk into a church, they don't look like everybody else, they don't talk like everybody else, they don't act like everybody else. So therefore, you know, they're going to sit in the corner all by themselves and nobody's going to walk up to them. We need to embrace mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because, I mean, like, like you know, you ladies were saying that this is this is a spiritual attack. You know, this is... This, they're yeah. being deceived. They think that they're this way. They think that they were born this way, and they're and they're not. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, right. You know. Right. So, I mean, um, to sit down and pray with someone and 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 to give them a word, you know, it doesn't take much energy to do that. Um, and yeah. to just and just welcome them and and make them feel at home because the church is a, is a spiritual hospital. You know, it's yeah. for prostitutes, it's for murderers, it's for rapists, it's for, you know, um, yeah, it's for those folks who, and, and that's what the church forgets. There is a foundation, okay, that was laid out for us in the very beginning. And I think the church, well, no, I know the church has just grown away from that because it's become this entertainment, it's become this in-house coffee shop. Like you mm-hmm. ladies were saying earlier, it's, it's some social gathering place, you know, where people can go and have a cup of coffee and and and, and gossip. It, it's it's not about that. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with filling up arenas full of people. I'll tell you what, if I had an arena full of people like that, I'd be I, I, I would really be ripping I'd be I I would just be <laughs> ripping through everything I know, not ear tickling nobody, um and not sugarcoating anything. Because that is a soul, that is a life that is at stake. And when you're Amen. up there preaching, one of the things you have to remember is that these folks are living hand-stitched by God 
They need to be mm-hmm. led in the right direction and just not have all this this, this fluff and huff. Amen. <laughs> no, it, <it's> just, <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a roll here. I'm, oh, go for it. <laughs> Ron's on a roll. Um, but, but seriously, it's just... <laughs> It's it's just you feel it and you you feel it like in in the in the pit of your stomach and um you know you just and and they're not being looked at that way you know they they come and go yeah. it's ritualism it's it's ritualistic it's you know I got to get up it's Sunday morning I mm-hmm. got to go to church are you serious you know <laughs> it's 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 more to it than that absolutely and and it's just been blown up into this big thing. And and now these these babies that are coming up think that church is this awesome concert. Yeah. And yes. It's mm-hmm. just you know I mean people. You can't get kicked out my of show, the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> one of the things one of the things that my show is based on is the foundation, and he has told me that Father has told me that from day one. It is about my foundation. It is not about anything else. End of story. And yeah. you don't argue with that. That's right. So <laughs> it's, it's it's just gone off in in a perverted different direction and and you know, it's it's unstoppable. The enemy has just infiltrated practically everything that God has made and and you know, it's up to us, you know, who can see to show others and to lead them and teach them how to see the deception that is before us yeah. and is before them. These are our babies. These are our babies. We're, we're, we're mothers. These are our babies. We know yeah. what fathers. We know what father feels like. These are our precious, precious gems that he gave us, and we yeah. are responsible for raising them in the correct yeah. way, in the way that he wants us to raise them mm-hmm. through through the foundation he laid before us and the word that he has given us. Mm-hmm. I think they're on loan to us. I think children are on loan God to us. God gave them to us. You know, yeah. I, I heard something from you, Pam, and from Ross, both of you, that's so important. The prayer. The prayer is so powerful, and mm-hmm. we just need to be praying for the whole situation, for people, for our children, for prayer in the right way, yeah, um, is a very powerful tool that we can mm-hmm. that we can use to work for our children, yeah, for our children's well, minds, yeah. You know, when my daughter was a teenager, she went off the rails. I mean, uh, uh-huh. I like to think, I think, uh, me and because me and the, you know. Uh, my husband left when 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 she was about twelve, and um, so I mean I raised all three of them myself, and uh, she went off the rails and she would go into town and come back early hours in the morning drunk, and I'd be mm-hmm. praying, pacing up and down room, and I says, you know, like like mothers do. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'll kill her when she comes in. I will, you know, if all happens to her, I'll kill her, you know. <laughs> Oh, lad, you're going to have to help me, you know, and I'm ready for really jumping down a throat when she comes. And the lad pulled me up, and he said, don't you dare say a word. And I went, pardon? He said, don't you dare say a word. Say nothing. Because if you do, you will drive a wedge 
between you and you will build a brick wall and you won't be able to knock it down. So I said, okay. So I sat there and I waited for my daughters to come in. And she, she, she remembers it to this day. And she came in and she looked at me and she saw me and she thought, oh, heck, you know, I'm in for it now. And I just said to her, I said, oh, you're, uh, you've got a trifle in the fridge for when you want it. Oh, all right. Night, Mum. And she went to bed. And this is at 3 o'clock in the morning. And she, she told me years afterwards, she said, I was expecting to really get ripped into when I walked through that door. And all I can think of, a trifle. <laughs> but that, that's what the Lord told me. Do not, do not jump down the throat. And I had to bide my time and just follow him and ask him what to do. But, I mean, if you don't pray over your kids and you don't pray for guidance, you're going to make some big yeah. mistakes and build some huge walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm seeing the results of those prayers. And, I mean, we're not in pocket with one another now, but we're a very close family. Um, but we have gone through some some stuff. I mean, a dad disowned her from her being 16 to her being 21. There's a long story behind that. Um, but prayer got him back together. <clears throat> and uh, then my sons went through stuff. Prayer got, prayer. got him through that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's prayer every time. If you don't it's know prayer. which way to turn, turn to God. He will direct you. I mean, Proverbs is absolutely yeah. full of instruction. And yeah. I mean, one of the scriptures that you've mentioned tonight with the, you know, uh, to train a child in the way it should go. I mean, that came to me earlier and I wrote that down. So that's a confirmation. You go to the Lord. He knows that child. He knows the art of that child. And he will give you the instructions. He'll show you. And it might be totally against what you thought or what you expected. But if you follow it, you will guarantee fruit every time. Amen. You will guarantee it because he's guiding you and he knows exactly what, what needs to do because he knows what's troubling that person. So lean not on our own understanding. Amen. Proverbs. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I've got it on that page. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. I followed that. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Read it. I mean, that's uh, Proverbs 3. Read it. It's absolutely packed full, and I followed them. I used to pray the Psalms when I was crying because it's not easy going through a divorce and it was nasty. And I, I used to follow Proverbs for what do I do, Lord? Because I had a clue. I was terrified. I had three kids to a single-handed. What do I do, Lord? And there we are. <laughs> and the promise he gave me right at the beginning, he showed me a rainbow. And he said to me, when he, showed, when he also showed me um, some some birds, falling out of the same crumb and he said you see them he says you know not one sparrow falls to the ground except your heavenly father knows it 
your father will provide for you and your children. And he did every step of the way, clothes, food, everything. We prayed food in on table because we had none. We had no money. We prayed it on table. I, I, I learned from Dr. Bernardo's. I, wrote, I read a book about him. And I said, well, with no food, kids. Right, what do we do? We praise the Lord and we pray. So, right, let's get down on the knees. And we all prayed. Within an hour, there were knock on the door and we had a meal on our table. Lord, they need some clothes. Within an hour, there were, there were clothes there. I'm not joking. This is so true. We had no money for shops. My son found a five-pound note floating in a tree. And he come running, we went through, and he come running home. He says, look, Mum, what I found. And I put it on radiator to dry, and we went across the road, and that bought the shopping for that night. Over and over again, this is what's happened for us. Over and over again. Um, it just thrills me. It just absolutely thrills me with what he can do. That's amazing. So what I'm hearing is we train ourselves. We allow Father to train us in his ways first. Then we work on training our children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yep. It, it doesn't always work out like that because, you know, there are some of us that are stubborn and hard-headed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um... That far before the back of the head rolls, it hurts, you know? Can I work for it? <laughs> He told me not to be stubborn as a donkey, or an ass. Oh, believe me. So what are some of the most important lessons we can teach our children and grandchildren? Right now I'm working on teaching my grandkids that prayer is a two-way street that they can fully yeah. expect to hear from Father and, and that we have choices about our behaviors. That's where mm-hmm. I am right now. Where are you guys and, and what do you think the most important things to teach them are? It, that he loves them. That God loves them. That is important for them to know more than anything because they have a, mm-hmm. a skewed image of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he'll always be there. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll all fail each other, you know, but he'll mm-hmm. never fail us. Amen. Yeah. The most important thing we could teach our kids is about God. Yes. And his love for us. And um, about the Bible and how it teaches us how to live our lives. Because, because he wants us to be happy. Um, so he gives us a book, and that will help us along the way. Um, And I think that that's the most important thing that ever happened to me in my life uh, was was learning about the Lord and finding God, and I think that that has to be the most important thing probably for for anybody, for any child. Mm -hmm. The Lord showed me something about the the words Holy Bible, and He said, mm-hmm. "Holy means set apart, devoted." And Bible, He said, "Behold instruction, behold life everlasting." 
I know I've stolen one of Augusto's sayings, and I'll lean over and whisper in my grandson's ear, smile, Jesus loves you. And he just giggles, no end. He just giggles nonstop. <laughs> I always like that, that song I learned when I was little, This Little Light of Mine. Yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear what you said. And you were little, what did you learn? The you know, when you're in Sunday school and, and you're, you know, little and they teach you songs and, and things, um, oh. one of my one of my favorites was This Little Light of Mine. Oh, okay. This little light. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to like that song when I was little too. Very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go to bed with this singing it now. I can hear it in my mind now. <laughs> That's cute. Well, I'll be singing it. <laughs> But they're 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 fighting a war that's bigger than them, and they need all the prayer they can get. Amen. 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 So, what are the things we can do in the natural to protect them? Cover them with prayer. Cover them with God. Pardon. Cover them with prayer. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Mhm. Mhm. Because you know what, I, 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 I hate the fact that, um, you know, my son learned about um, sex. I think when he was in what fourth grade. And I'm like, really? I mean, you guys, and they went and did this behind my back, and that's what really, really ticked me off. And, you know, I was having a discussion with him and a couple other teenagers the other day in there. Well, yeah, you know, you know, with these phones and everything, you know, they have easy access to the Internet. So, you know, they're looking up porn and everything else on their their phones at school. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. So their eyes. And, you know, one of the things I've, I've taught him is, you know, I want him for, I want his eyes to see his wife. His her body for the first time. I don't want him to see it on television. I don't want him to see it, you know, anywhere else. And I can control that at home. But when he's away from me, yeah. and you know what other kids show, you know, That's if right. they show it to him, I mean, I know he'll 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 turn his face. But you know, I want his eyes to be safe for her. And it's an ongoing battle. So I mean, we're we're fighting this war too. But it's just mm-hmm. oh, if I could just have control. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's prayer. I mean, that that is like the number one thing is is to pray. The number one thing. I agree. Trouble is when you put too much pressure on them back because you're thinking of their benefit. Um, they're under a lot of peer pressure, and it can build up a resentment. And that's Mm -hmm. where prayer comes into it even more. That covering them with prayer instead of covering them with words, you know, which makes them jump up and say, well, they're under peer pressure. You don't understand, you know, people, everybody does it. And, uh, and they're taught in school that everybody yeah. does it. That's 
the whole yeah. thing. It's not from school. Yeah. It's on TV, and it's in their music, and it's in yeah. just the pressure on, on yeah. young people today is worse than the it rest. was on, on me. Yeah, and I yeah. went through a lot of peer pressure, too, but it's just so much worse nowadays. That's why I just... I really think we just need to be bringing them up and noise the Lord. If I had small children, I don't anymore. But if I did, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have a TV in my home. I just wouldn't, and yeah. I wouldn't let them go to school. And I know that they're going to rebel when they get older, but they do anyway. And my yeah. my hope and my prayers would be that they come back to the Lord when they get older, like the Bible yeah. tells me they will. Mm-hmm. Because it's so wicked It's so wicked the things they're teaching our kids nowadays mm-hmm. Their innocence um, has been just, stolen Yes, yes, yes A five-year-old yeah. needs to hear uh, You know, my my mommy's name is Dan uh, What mm-hmm. What five- or six-year-old needs to know anything about any kind of sex? Mm-hmm. They don't I didn't know anything about sex when I was that age. So I don't think they understand it anyway. Well, it's just the fact that they're hearing it over yeah. and over and over and it conditions mm-hmm. and brainwashes them yeah. into those types yeah. of behaviors when they get older. They think it's okay. They think it's okay because uh okay, I'll give an example. When I was in junior high school is when they passed Abortion. They taught us in school. Now, I believe this. They mm-hmm. taught us in school that it was okay to have abortions because the baby was like um, little froggies. What are they called? Tadpoles. It was like a yeah. little tadpole, and that's all it was. It wasn't a human. It's And I believed that until I got older. I believed that as a mm-hmm. child. Yeah. I didn't know any different. The school's teaching me this. So as a young child, and now in high school I figured it out, but as a young child in, high, in junior high, I believed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still do. They still teach people these things. They still teach them that it's okay. And you hear it. I don't know, apart from the Lord, I I don't know how to raise a child to stay in time and not have them turn out just just with well with just a horrible life ahead of them I I just don't know that I can't think of any other answers so I, I sat down with my grandbaby um not that long ago, a month ago, we, my granddaughter came over. She's four years old. I put on a cartoon, a movie cartoon, and made some popcorn, and I was, my husband and I sat down to watch this movie with her. I had to turn to my husband and say, is this a children's movie? And he said, yeah. There, uh, the humor in it was adult. It was adult mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. And we had to turn it off. We had to turn it off. Um, no, I don't even want to see some of the stuff they put up on TV. So, 
I can't imagine just sitting your kids in front of the television and letting it babysit them. What's going on in their little brain? I think I'm, I'm, a, nana, I'm a nana that spoils things because I go and turn it off. <laughs> so, no, you're not watching that, you know. No. Yeah, you're not watching it. Yeah. You're just not watching it. Sorry, Ross. Did were you going to say something? Oh no, I was going to say. I was going to say. We. I think we dubbed it the Babylonian box. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's cute. I like Do that. Do you remember that, Dorothy? I'm going to. I'm going to call it that too. Yeah. <laughs> Babylonian box. Bob, Bob for short. Yeah. Bob the Babylonian box. <laughs> I yeah, can't believe how many people buy into Disney's movies anymore that are so full of garbage. You know, people think yeah. Disney is okay. Well, it's a bad no. story, but it's been Disney-fied. I'm going, I don't think so. <laughs> it's def- Disney's definitely come Well, I was born in 72, so, I mean, it's definitely come a long way since I was little. You're a baby. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like I feel like I could have lived two lifetimes already. I don't feel like a baby, but I guess I am. <laughs> I was graduating yeah. high school in seventy two, so yes, you're a baby. Oh, Dorothy. <laughs> oh gracious, I just feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I'm a baby. <laughs> But but yeah, like even okay. you know, growing up in in the time that I did, you know, just watching you know Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, the the, the worst thing that somebody could have done to you at school would be to pull your pigtails or or hit you with the you know their comb because we always used to carry combs in our back pocket. <laughs> you know, and now they're you know there's all this technology, so it's like a free for all. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I know I'm very concerned about that Netflix series on suicide, that thirteen reasons why thing. Have you guys heard about that um, one? Uh, no. You I don't I, I've heard of it but you know why I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch it. I thirteen 13 Reasons Why She Committed Suicide, and that's the series. It's based on a book um, oh. with the suicide rate of our children now. It's it's mm-hmm. terrifying, absolutely terrifying, mm-hmm. that they would, you know, be urged to choose such a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So e- even... Stuff like that they've got to deal with. It's supposed to be quite a popular program, too. But I hate suicide. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I I yeah. It's it's bad, but it's one of the enemy's tactics. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware of that. 
I'm sitting so, here and I'm just you know, thinking about what we were talking about, about about them teaching about sex at such a young age in our schools and it's a sexualization of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, well, I see very bad people behind doing all these things. I really do. The, the Gosh, you know, I can't think of another good reason to teach a child about sex unless you want to prime them to get ready to have sex. So when I was a kid, we didn't learn about sex education until, gosh, I don't know, I think I was in high school. I was older, but these kids are learning it at such a young age now. And pedophilia is such a problem now. I think more so than ever. It's just another another way that abuse and abuse of our kids is taking place. Mm-hmm. We all heard about Pizzagate. What's and really distressing is the number of people in politics that hold high offices all over the world are involved in that pedophilia stuff. Now, those are the oh, people yeah. I have trouble praying for. I'm serious. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. I was just thinking that. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. I just mm-hmm. want to line them up against the wall and take them out. But they are probably all have been abused as a child as well. So, you know, you have to sit and think it through. Yeah, well, sure, but the one thing you want to do, Dorothy, is you want to get to that light. What were you saying, Rob? You want you want to get to that life. That that's the whole. That's what I was saying about how your emotions get in the way of of your Mm -hmm. you know mission here. Right. Because that little baby, that that little child is is defenseless against whoever they're with. Yeah. And the one thing you want to do is go after the person that did it, and you, mm-hmm. and, and you want to get that child out of there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, 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 I get that, we're, that we should pray and, 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 you know, rebuke these spirits, but it's just like, it, it's, it's like an instinct, and almost like an animal instinct to go in there mm-hmm. and, and attack them and get them, yes. you know, taken care yes. of because that that child is now bruised. And then father has to go in and dig all that out and, and, and you know, he has to make them anew because of what some somebody who was selfish and, and not saying that, but see, there's, a, there's an accountability thing here. I mean, they'll mm-hmm. be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so... You know, that that's a really that's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, because yeah, you know, I was one. I was in law enforcement once, and in my twenties, and and you know, when you have a child come up to you and say, "Mommy and Daddy are fighting," and they're standing there crying, and you know, and 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 the child has been hit, or you know, got in the middle, or you know, you just want to knock their heads together. Hey, Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that child now 
will grow up to be an adult and will have to hopefully, you know, hopefully father will, will, will guide them and, and help them because now they're responsible for something that was put on them. You know what I mean? So I think as adults mm-hmm. and as parents, we really honestly need to think about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and those folks who are those folks, you know, in, in our country and other countries, who are selling their kids for what money that mm-hmm. only lasts for maybe you know a couple of days, you know, just so they can eat. They're starving. Uh uh-uh. uh I don't care. Take everything because <laughs> I I I just could not even imagine. No, I'm sorry. My my son is my gem. He's the most the most valuable and the most mm-hmm. important thing to me in this life. And I am responsible for him. We are all responsible. And it's just like not just our own. It takes a community to raise a, a child. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. I know when I was no. growing up, I... I caught it from the neighbors as much as I caught it from my own parents, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You heard yeah. it from them first. It was like getting it was like getting whooped from them and then you had to go home and face another one. Yeah. <laughs> my husband came in and said, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I got that with the Amen. <laughs> But I'll tell you, in the natural, if I came across something going on, I would be taking my cane and and protecting Mm -hmm. that child in the natural. Pray, Mm -hmm. you know, Father, make that guy stop, you know. And I'll, you know, pray for his salvation. Of course, we're going to save the baby. Yeah. Right. We're going to save the babies. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'd be praying as a woman. <laughs> and then, and then you can tell Father, Father, you can have what's left of him after I'm done. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> God forgive me, I'm going to chocolate. <laughs> it's a natural thing, I think, for a woman. Though That's you know, um, it talks about a bear in the cubs. You know, <laughs> the wrath of a woman when you touch her family. And especially her children, you're better off meeting a meeting a bear with your cubs when you're taking a, a cubs away from her than a woman um, whose family's been touched. Um, I know anybody my that's gone for mine. I've vengeance. gone for him. Yeah. Oh, he, my yeah. husband can say vengeance is mine, but if he walked in on something like that, I would very much fear for that person that was hurting the kid. Exactly. Yep. But it yeah, is you know, true, vengeance is allowed. Yes. Oh, yes. Act first, think later. Just get that child out of there. I don't think it helps when you're, when you're reading about cases or when they come up on news. And, you know, all you can do is that anger is, is channeling into prayer, in, into yeah. warfare, because you can't actually go and be and help that child. Because you hear so many horror stories. Um, you can only help them if they're local. But when they're far away or when they're in 
I mean, we're, we're hearing such a lot about sort of children's homes and and social services and what they're doing illegally. And uh, it just makes me see red. And I have to go to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I, it, just, it just makes me see red. Can you imagine how he feels? Because he sees everything. Exactly. So we only exactly. see the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine what he sees? Yeah. We won't be able to handle it, I don't think. <laughs> no. No. I think he's been very merciful, giving these people a chance to repent. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I mean, doesn't it say that uh, about um, be better for that person than a millstone be round his neck and thrown and cast into the sea than I'm one of these little ones? Yep. Wouldn't want to be in that person's shoes. No matter how arrogant they are. I'm trying to figure out if it's going on more or it's just that we see it more in the news now because news is more available. Because I don't remember it being like this. You know, even as a young adult, I don't remember it being this prevalent. Well, we don't I think have, it's we because they're it's open, isn't it? It's revealing everything. So anybody that's yeah, anything to ask is bringing it out into open. Yeah, yeah, it was behind closed doors. And then the news wasn't, we had, what, local news maybe? You know, a couple of internationals in the paper maybe, you know, mm-hmm. international news. And now because, the, you know, we have such their technology is, is more advanced than back then. I mean, it's more out in the open where back then it was, you know, somebody could do something in a third world country or, or, or you know, whatever and, mm-hmm. and and it not be known. So this has probably been going on mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah. I think it's more prevalent now. I, mm-hmm. I do. I think we hear more, but I think it's more prevalent. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Can you hear me, Dorothy? Yeah. I'm not muted, Tony. Tony saying he can't hear me. I can hear him. <laughs> can you hear me now, Tony? Oh, I'm not on the radio. Oh. We're supposed to says on air. I'm on air, Tony. Just go away. <clears throat> Poor Tony. <laughs> oh, I know, Tony. Go away, Tony. Did, did she just tell him to go away? <laughs> on the way. I'm sorry. Okay, go on. Hi, Tony. Oh, you're Can he hear any of us? Oh, I couldn't hear me. He said, I can't hear you. And I said, I didn't hear me. Go away. And he goes, Oh, you're on the delay. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my husband. He was trying to help me out. But I do. Oh, I think it's it. more prevalent. I think it's more prevalent because I think a lot of people have been told it's okay to do these yep. things. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm, we have NAMBLA. What is it? The National... Oh, gosh. What is that? What does that stand for, Dorothy? Um, National... Uh, something Man Boy Love North American Man Boy Love Association. That's it. Right. <clears throat> you know, the gay community asserts that the pedophilia is not their intention behind the gay movement. 
but there you have Mambla. Um, uh, I just think we get brainwashed too. It's not just our children. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know in churches that think it's okay to have sex before you're married? <laughs> they do. They just do. And we've grown up watching these things, and it's okay. It's okay. God will forgive us. But yet the word tells us not to do those things. Um, you know, I think right now, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. You know, we have a show on TV here in the States, Pam, that is called Sister Wives. And I really Mm -hmm. do believe that they're trying to condition us to accept this lifestyle so that they can make it legal for polygamy to be be legalized. And I think that's how they did it with with gay marriage, and I think that's how they're going to do it with this. Mm. And I think that there's a really bad thought behind why they're teaching our children about sex so young. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think we're living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And, um, well, if God let them get away, these get away with it today, they'd have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, and I don't think he's going to do that. Well, I told my son it's okay to wait. Yeah. yeah, we're in an acceleration. I yeah. guess is, is yeah. what I'm thinking. It's not you're le- it's not that you're less of a man because you because you do. Mm. Um, because you're more of a man because you do wait. Yes, and you save yourself for for um, for that woman. And I, and I've been praying for his wife since he was uh, I think about six. I started praying for his wife, whomever she is. You know, I just felt the need that I had to start praying for her. That she save herself and, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't either. Not at all. That's what the Lord tells us to do. I'm just. I was just making a point. I, I hope you didn't misunderstand me. I, I was just trying to make a point that society tells us it's okay. Every show on TV has people that aren't married having sex. It's everywhere we look, and <clears throat> people watch TV that may not have godly values and think it's okay. Even people that do go to church. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm having trouble. <clears throat> I might have to use the salt syrup. <laughs> Excuse me? You need some cough syrup. I do need some cough syrup. Can, I'm going to lay the phone down, okay? Okay. Okay, so... As far as in the natural, what we should be doing with our kids, 
I think we need to monitor their school books. We need to monitor their internet and video game use and what they watch. And what can we do if we find stuff wrong? In the natural now, I'm not speaking in spiritually speaking. I'm speaking in the natural. What are we supposed to do if we find out their textbooks are full of, you know, making them say Allah is whatever they think he is? Go to those PTO meetings and, and start raising Cain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mean, that's not right. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Raise some came at their school. Yeah, and, and get sure. some other parents involved and, and organize yes. a, a movement or a petition or both. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> when they were going to have a satanic school, the after-school program here in, in uh, Seattle, down down in Seattle, I went down and picketed. I don't even have kids. But I went down and picketed. And there was lots of women there picketing. So they didn't want to have that there. And we have a right, as I feel, as taxpayers, to be able to speak up and say something. If we don't speak up, then they're just going to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's like saying it's okay anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just going along with it. Yeah, just going along with it. And those people got that club closed, right, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. It didn't. No one would sign up for it. Thank goodness. I was reading um, this week, maybe today, I think I saw on the Internet that they're trying to open up the schools now in Texas. So... It's going to sweep all across the country. Yeah. There's a saying that, that, can... that evil men prosper because righteous men do nothing. Mhm. Mhm. I started. I started to homeschool my son. I think he was in kindergarten and first grade. I homeschooled him. If I, if I could, I have to work full time. <clears throat> but if mm-hmm. I had that, I wish I could just take him out and teach him myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really do. I'm really hoping that the new education. I'm really hoping that the new education secretary gets vouchers passed, and uh, so that people can pull their kids out of public school and put them in good little Christian schools or at least a school that doesn't teach all this nonsense. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Even a Catholic school is better than that stuff. That's right. Yep. That's right. I would have to agree with that. What a scary time to be raising kids right now. I really feel for parents right now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because you have to you have to be the police, you know. <laughs> you you have to monitor everything. On so many different levels. On so many different levels too. Just and that's hard when you're working. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a single parent. It would be especially yeah. hard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. I was a single parent, too. I raised three daughters. <clears throat> so it was it was very hard, but it seems like it's even worse now than when I raised mine. Yeah, and I did I people. did end up homeschooling my kids too. Yeah. 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 It's better to have two people. Mhm. Well, my my husband passed about two years ago, so it's like I mm-hmm. I didn't expect to, um, you know. And it was his his stepdad, but it's like you know his. But I'm really glad that his 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 dad, my son's dad, does. Mm-hmm. He does call him. He does, you know, I mean, he goes with him the whole summer, you know, out west. And, um, you know, he's very church-involved. So, I mean, uh, my ex-husband's family really just just involves themselves with with Connor and myself. And, you know, it really really does take more than one person to raise raise a child. It does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very thankful and, and grateful for that. Um, that you know, even when he's not with me and he's with his dad, I know that you know that that he's in that environment. You know, he's he's in the environment where where there's prayer and you know there's there's you know father is just involved in all aspects of um, of of his life, you know, whether he's with me or whether he's there. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very, very thankful to father that, that there's that opportunity, you know, that it's there. Right. It's a blessing. It's a, it's Most a definitely. huge blessing. Yes. Yeah. It, I, it would be so hard for you to let your son go with him if you were having to worry mm-hmm. about the spirituality and, you know what he's allowed to do and things mm-hmm. like that when he's with your husband. So that'd be great. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful. But yeah, it is hard. It is very hard being a single parent and, and raising a teenager. You know, especially a male teenager where he has all the questions and you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hear you. It would be hard. It would be hard. I don't know how to raise boys. I can only imagine. <clears throat> they have a whole different set of problems than my girls did. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's we get through it. Yeah, you know, we made it. Um, yeah. Still here. <laughs> Lots of communication. I'm always, you know, I'm always wanting to communicate with him. 
Well, this has been fun. It has been fun. Does anybody want to sum up basically what we've said? Gosh, I think we've all agreed that um, to lean into the Lord, um, keep them, teach teach our children about the Lord and about His ways and mm-hmm. prayer. A lot of prayer. Um, and I, I think that you brought up some good ways in the physical yeah. realm, <clears throat> Dorothy, about how to deal with, you know, the schools and petitions and picketing and going to, you know, going to their council meetings and things like that. So your voice is heard because if enough parents do that, then you can change policy. Definitely. Yes, people That's behave definitely. better when they know they're being watched. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. That's my dog. Oh, there's my <laughs> dog. Do you hear? <laughs> I guess so. There, come here, baby. <laughs> Did you want to so I think this was an awesome first show. Definitely, definitely, Dorothy. Thank you so much. And I really I really enjoyed being with you ladies and and you know um fellowshipping with you and I think it's been I think it's been great. I I like it too. I was a little nervous, so I tend to talk a lot when I'm nervous. But um I I just enjoyed listening to everybody and and even from you, Pam, because you're in a whole different culture than we are, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> so it was interesting hearing you talk. You're very, yeah. just don't do that. Don't do that. I enjoyed oh, I myself. I yeah. am so thankful that I got to meet you ladies. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've I, got I two dogs running around here. <laughs> okay. I guess it's time to say good night. First I want to say to the listeners, if you have a topic that you would like to for us to discuss or you want to call in and discuss it with us, you know, you can contact us at on the table DC at hotmail dot com. Um, girls, I'd like you to think about the next show's topics, what we should attack next time. And thank you all for being with us. And I'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye.